Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. So now it's the beginning of summer. Yes. Yeah, I'm feeling this new summer energy. You are. Or maybe I'm just less depressed than normal. I can't tell. No, well, like the first few days of summer are good for you because your Mercury and Sun in Virgo are getting a positive beam of light from the Sun. So that's what it is. Yeah, I've been feeling like more Mercury energy, like more communicating with the people that... I'm connected to planning more things. I'm planning a trip. Where are you going? One of my dearest friends. She lives in Pittsburgh. Oh, you're finally going? Yeah. You've been talking about this trip for (sighs) years now. God, I have had just the indecisive issue that I have with Mm -hmm. like anxiety and planning is just debilitating to to make this choice to buy the ticket. I finally bought it last minute. Which is classic (sighs) Ingrid. It's a really big problem for me to like commit to something, even though I know that I would really like it. It would be probably really good for me to just go do something fun with somebody that I love and have a break from just work and doing the same thing every single week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. The idea of like, oh, I'm going to miss out on some project here. I'm like, well, what is the project that I'm missing? I don't even have a thing that I'm missing or I just get like fearful of not working and then taking off work. So I'm not making money working plus spending money on the trip. It's just like this whole weird cycle, but I do it with small things too that don't even matter. Like my organizer for my like silverware, I'm like, Oh, which one should I get? It has to be the best one or I don't want to buy it. So I'll just buy nothing for like, seriously, like a year. I'll be like, I I can't pick. It's too stressful. Yeah. So I finally, I did that. I made plans with some other friends. I went to eat and feeling like this week, I'm able to accomplish things that have been on my list. I got insurance. That's crazy. Health insurance. And that was a whole thing. So those are things. I mean, this trip insurance that's been on my list forever. I got some pictures framed finally, just things that have been lingering for a long time. So kind of feeling this new fresh energy to like close out chapters. Well, maybe that's kind of that end of the retrograde energy that was happening where I was trying to close things out to make, way for new stuff to happen perhaps yes but i'm feeling excited about it i'll take it whether it's whether it's new summer solstice energy or somehow i'm just not depressed for this moment i'm not sure but it's the yeah i think it's the summer solstice energy okay is good for your virgo it's light longer in the day which i feel like every day i get like mildly depressed when the sun goes down so having the longer days it really helps me Mm -hmm. yeah 
Well, but now the days are going to get shorter. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is the one week it's of like the year the, where I can be productive. <laughs> the summer's solstice is the longest day. And then it starts getting shorter. And it's shorter. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So it's I all can... down here from here, here from here, Ingrid. It's all downhill now. Yeah. Well, what do you have for us this week? Well, before we move into the week, I want to thank our sponsors. We're up to 13 sponsors now. I mean, it's, the list is almost getting too long to read, but I do want to give a shout out to these fine listeners who are pledging to support our podcast each and every month. Deborah, Ross, Haley, Janine, Vincent, Catherine, Stephanie, Kimberly, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Ross, and Amber. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it means a lot to us because then we get to do more of what we love, which is sharing the planets and stars with everyone. Exactly. And how can people sponsor us if they want to sponsor us if you go into spotify if you listen there you go in the show notes there's a link at the bottom of the show notes or if you go to at the weekly transit instagram there's a support the podcast button and you can click there and support us every month amazing thank you so much you can also buy the book or buy the book leave us a good review yes that that's one thing that i wanted to ask our listeners to do. Not necessarily a good review. I mean, if you want to leave a good review, we'll <laughs> definitely take a good review. That's amazing. If you want to take the time to write something out, we really appreciate that. But if that's too much time, and I totally understand if it is, but what doesn't take any time is if you just rate us, rate the podcast. If you're somebody who listens regularly and you haven't rated the podcast, Please rate the podcast. I'm not going to tell you what to rate it. I'm going to tell you to rate it five stars or just don't rate it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we would prefer five stars. Absolutely. So, yes, please rate the podcast. Leave a review if you like. And also, if you bought the book through the website, it was a digital download. It's now available on Amazon, so you can get it on your Kindle. It's mm -hmm. the same price. But if you happen to want to get it on your kindle you can actually go download it on amazon now yes yes and we're working on getting the printed version too we've had a couple of snafus yes. happen <laughs> but we have the proof on the way this coming monday so hopefully in the next well hopefully by the time this episode airs there'll be a real book to order exactly yeah so yeah, it'll be on amazon yes i also want to make an announcement about my astrology and love classes. I added a couple more classes. So if you would like to learn what signs may be most compatible with you, if you'd like to learn when you may be most primed to meet someone new or to work on your relationships, if you want to learn what to look for to determine if you have found yourself a suitable match, which planets create attraction, love, and commitment. I invite you to enroll in my astrology and love class. Email me with the subject line astrology and love. I've added two more classes, one for Saturday, July 9th, and the other is Saturday, July 23rd. Both are at 10 a.m. Pacific time from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's $74 for one two-hour class where you will learn all that I just mentioned. 
And I, I really have put in a lot of work to like create these syllabuses. Uh, hopefully the ones who have already taken this class, you know, feel that love because I spent so much time like drawing out all these charts and giving insight into which planets in your chart, what they're looking for energetically. Well, I think this is something that you're just, you're geared towards is love and relationships. That's just one Mm. of your, your passions is helping people navigate that. And so I think that always just has come out organically in all the conversations you have when you get into, you know, personal readings and all of that. So I think that this, this astrology and love class is going to be huge for people Mm. just to focus just on that because it all I feel like it's almost always going to come up in a reading but you're 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 looking at so many different things that go on in people's lives there's career there's family there's all the things but you know most of us really want to know what's going to happen in our love life and how to navigate that more gracefully totally I mean that's initially what drew me to astrology in the first place yeah so this is something I am very passionate about helping people figure out what it is they need to be looking for or how to utilize their own energy to find someone that is appropriate for them where it can be smooth and happy hopefully yeah i really i really think this is going to be amazing for people i'm excited thank you ingrid thanks for your support okay i'm ready to get into the week okay oh well this is the week of july 4th through july 10th july 4th through the 10th And on Monday, July 4th, we have two planets moving into new signs. I think you're going to like this, Ingrid, because these are frequencies that are really going to vibe with those that are heavy in the earth and water placements. Because we have Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, Moving into Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. I'm liking this. And then we have Mercury, the messenger of the gods, god of merchants and thieves, the guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication and coordination, beginning transit in the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, Cancer. So, These two planets are moving into these two signs simultaneously. As they're doing it, they're forming a sextile, which is a very supportive aspect between the messenger of the gods and the god of war. Now, I will preface this that the last time Mars moved into Taurus and moved out of Aries, a sign that it rules, was January 6th. Oh, 2021, which is the date. The capital that, thing, right? Yeah, it's okay. the date that keeps getting thrown out there. So I don't know what's happening on July 4th, but I'm just saying, you know, be safe and be kind to yourself and those around you. I mean, reflecting on maybe that image of like, you know, overthrowing something and this this push to make a change in our in our comforts, in our like material life. I mean, that's something that we can do on a personal level that feels much more productive and mm-hmm. not like scary or overwhelming. Taking that Mars energy that it's in zero degrees, both of these. So it's like that push into the new sign is like a big burst of energy. It's also the Mars energy. So that's like a push of energy, kind of like a fight for something. So, that, But that can be a good thing. Sometimes we need that new energy, especially if we're, we're focusing on ourselves as opposed to maybe pointing it externally. How do we push into this new this new era 
and make some changes in our material world. So that can be money, that can be our home, that can be all of our creature comforts, just doing things in a new way, like, I think is good. It doesn't have to be a scary or negative. Right. Totally. Well, you know, when Mars is moving out of Aries, when it moves out of any sign, when any planet moves out of any sign, it's an intense shift because it goes from the last degree to the first degree. It's a big shift in the energy. And so coming out of Aries, which is about self-confidence, self-love, courage, or the shadow side, fear, rage, anger, aggression, that makes sense. So, yes. So now it's moving into Taurus. So it's if you're working with self-love and then you're coming from a place of self-confidence, then you're more courageous. And you don't have to be aggressive. You're not aggressive. But moving into that Taurus energy, self-love to self-worth. This is this is what I'm worth. And this is what I'm working. This is what I'm willing to charge towards is this value that I've qualified for myself. And then connecting that with the Mercury and Cancer energy, that's communication, our conscious mind, so being conscious of these things mm-hmm. and connecting it to our emotions. Yeah, that's the Cancer energy. Cancer is the past, your roots. So think about what you value or your self-worth and how your self-worth or your value stems from your past from your roots, from your childhood, from your ancestors, the ones who raised and nurtured you, how do they influence your self-worth? And if your self-worth is low, how did they influence that as well? How can you nurture yourself in your mind, say things to yourself that are kind and caring rather than ridiculing yourself Yeah, be gentle instead Mm -hmm. of harsh. Yes. So hopefully this is more of a soothing, peaceful aspect here, though there there is the chance that there is some volatility with the shift. Uh, So would it would it be volatility because of Mars or just like a uncomfortableness of something new? Both. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's Mars squeezing out those last bits of Aries. Okay. Uh, but also just the uncomfortableness of the shift. Mm-hmm. It's flipping a switch, mm-hmm. you know. So for everyone who's got those air fire frequencies are now going to get rubbed up. that have been enjoying maybe this Mars and Aries and Mercury and Gemini are now going to be rubbed up with that earth and water energy which can be challenging for the air and fire because they were like kind of like full force like expressing and doing and like saying all the things and Mm -hmm. now we're kind of like grounding that energy yes it's like a rocket ship you know crashing into the ground or something well like you've told me before a good way to transition into the different energies whether that's just in the day or throughout the year is the breath work where then you you move the energy And then afterwards, you're feeling settled, you're feeling grounded. And then there's less of that discomfort of moving from one element to the next, Mm. like a transition. Yes. Or whatever that thing is for you. Whatever grounds you. Yeah, some exertion that leads to some calm afterwards Mm -hmm. to reset your your nervous system. Yes. So Mercury is going to be in Cancer from July 4th to the 19th. The last time Mercury was in Cancer was July 11th through the 27th of 2021. 
So think back to those dates for clues on what may be in store for you this time around. Uh, But for those of you with key astrological placements or planets in Aries or Libra, July 4th through the 19th could be challenging with communication, thought, coordination. So be patient with yourself. Mars is going to be transiting through Taurus from July 4th to August 20th. And of course, the last time Mars was in Taurus was, as we said earlier, January 6th until March 3rd of 2021. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. But for those of you born with key astrological points or planets in Leo or Aquarius, there could be real challenges with Mars squaring up against your points uh, in your chart. So be patient. There could be rage. There could be impatience for you. Uh, So just try to flip the script. Try to be more patient. Try to recognize that, you know, July 4th through August 20th is maybe a grind. And just one step in front of the other. And we'll get through it. But for those with the earth and water placements... This is maybe a time for you to thrive, to to take it to that next level, to move forward with projects and plans. Ooh, uh, you're really being supported. That's me. <laughs> yes. But that's you also, yeah? Yeah. I mean I I have water and earth. Well what's your what's your primal triad? Scorpio My primal triad is is Scorpio Sun, Pisces Moon, Taurus Rising. Pisces Moon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but okay. So that's I all have, earth and water. Yeah. But I also have Uh oh other points in air and fire. So, you know, everybody has Everything. all four <laughs> elements. So this is why it's it's important to really understand your code and what degrees everything is at. Because, you know, when planets move into Cancer, it's good for me on some level, but it's also challenging for me on other levels. I mean, uh, that makes same with Same with Taurus, you know? It's like planets moving through Taurus, I'm like, yay, no, no, yay. You know, it's, <laughs> it's such an amazing reflection because it's like we always think everything's going to be positive <laughs> or negative, but it's like, oh, we want a new job. We do all the interviews. We finally get the job we want and we're so excited. And then immediately the excitement turns into like a panic because then you have to change all your routines. You have to learn new stuff. It's going to be challenging. So <laughs> it's like, it's a good thing, but it's also a difficult thing. It's always a mixed bag with this stuff, with the the planets moving through a sign. It's going to be good on some days and challenging on other days. And sometimes it might be good and challenging on the same day. So it just depends on what is connecting to your specific code and at what time. I'm really trying to change my language around like good and bad. So I've been trying to say challenging because that that verbiage really just sits with me. Mm-hmm. I always think like, I don't want to feel bad. I'm sick of feeling bad. Mm-hmm. This is uncomfortable. Well, life is fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. So just being realistic that we're all going through some shit and that's part of being alive and it will shift. There'll be more good things and also more bad things continuously. Yes. So if you're having a bad, you know, quote unquote bad time, we all are, but we're also all having amazing times too. Exactly. There are good days, there are bad days, there are easy times, there's hard times. That's the nature of life. So I try not to qualify things with 
good, bad. Yeah. Because I don't really know if it's going to be good or bad for you. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that it's going to be challenging or more smooth, more of a gift. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. But I can't tell you if it's going to be good or bad. I don't know. It might be one or the other, as certainly life is. Good sometimes, bad other times. But in, in reading the planets... I try to just make it, this is challenging, this is a gift, and hopefully it's not bad. Tuesday, July 5th, Mercury moves in one degree through Cancer, and it squares off with the moon, the planet of emotions, the planetary ruler of Cancer, but the moon is transiting through Libra, the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales representing balance, harmony, equanimity. So this is the first big challenge of the week that we're highlighting here when the moon squares off with Mercury. Maybe there is uh, some difficulty with communication in your close personal relationships. Maybe uh, your emotions are getting the better of you or you're not able to clearly communicate what you're feeling. So... Be patient with yourself. Try to honor what you're feeling, but at the same time, be graceful in the expression of what you're feeling. I was thinking that if you're expressing, you're you're being conscious of a new emotion that's happening and you're putting that, the Libra energy, the, the moon, your emotions, you're putting it on one side of the scale. And like you said, doing it gracefully, even if it is gracefully, if there's something on one side of the scale, it's going to tilt one direction and you're going to feel out of balance. The other person is going to have to like reciprocate in some way. So the gentle, the more gentle you put it on the scale, the easier it's going to be. But regardless, there's going to be some imbalance. It's going to have to like do the little back and forth. That's why you have to honor what you're feeling. It's not about bullshitting somebody and saying, oh, everything's great. You know, you can feel like, oh, I really love you and and I love this person and this is amazing. But at the same time, I feel really uncomfortable by, you know, it's like feelings are complex. I mean. And just because you're, sometimes you have to express something and you know it's going to make the other person feel a certain way. Hmm. But that's not a good reason not to share the thing. So share the thing, but do so gently, gracefully, with, you know, if, if you're just pretending like nothing's wrong, then you're not honoring your emotions. And that's going to create some sort of discordance and challenge. I mean, it was a couple weeks ago now, but I had something on my mind that I wanted to tell the person that I was seeing. And but I but I, I really also didn't want to share it. I was like, oh, this isn't the right moment. But they could tell something was wrong. I was like, I don't want to talk about it because then I'll start crying. Hmm. And they're like, well, that's not a good reason to not talk about it. You have something to express. So like Mm -hmm. you're going to have to express it. And so having a a gentle conversation around the emotion as opposed to waiting, you know, I was waiting and waiting. I was like, I was waiting for the right moment, but that sounds like the perfect moment. And it was like him (laughs) him kind of like coaxing it out of me. It was like, okay, well, I guess I'm guess I'm going to have to say it now, but it felt like a, there was an ease about it, even though it was uncomfortable. Right. But it was fine. There was nothing like, you know, negative that happened. I got it off my chest. Mm-hmm. There was like the vulnerability of sharing something where maybe the other person's not going to understand where you're coming from. But then afterwards, of course, I felt lighter. 
we both understood each other better and but it is it's like that anytime there's like that new emotion that you want to share it's really scary mm-hmm. and you don't want to rock the boat you don't want to tip the scales in the wrong direction sure but he was open to it mm-hmm. and he gave you the space yeah so which was really nice i was i don't know what i was so scared of cuz he is very good at holding space but sure it was just like the fear of like upsetting upsetting something yes and that could be a lot of what this alignment's about is like upsetting the balance I feel this way, everything's smooth, and now all of a sudden it's not going to be smooth yeah. because I. But it's like if you hold on to it, then well, it's going co- to well, come out eventually. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the wrong sort. moment. Exactly. And then the scales are broken. Yeah. And that, we don't want to do that. Wednesday, July 6th, we're looking at two new planets discussing this week venus lady luck the goddess of love and beauty the planet of relationships in gemini the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins forming a sextile a very supportive alignment with chiron the wounded healer the wound in the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram aries so talking about that communication Chiron in Aries is churning up the wound to our self-confidence, connecting with Venus, the planet of relationships, Mm -hmm. the planetary ruler of Libra, what we were talking about yesterday. So hopefully this aspect, this alignment is giving you the courage to ask the questions that you want to ask of those that you're in relationship with. Maybe being like your partner and and creating that space and saying, something's off. Tell me what you're feeling. And the person's like you and like, oh, I don't want to. And this and that. It's like, no, tell me. So if things are feeling a little stuck, a little stagnant, this is an opportunity for you to create that space, to begin the conversation, to create the clarity that is needed so that you both feel secure. Well, also, there's the Gemini energy, which is able to keep things light. It's being Mm -hmm. curious, and you can ask the questions without it being a fight or being, you know, horrible doomsday. It's like, we want to know each other better. We're going to have to ask the questions, even if it's, like, awkward. It's not that big of a deal. Like, let's just talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's it. So that, I mean, that part is the gift. You're able to, you know, there's that fear and the the wound to our self-confidence we're dealing with but when we're keeping it light and just being curious it's going to be easier to allow that energy to come out yes absolutely awesome thursday july 7th we're looking at the moon the planet of emotions continuing transit through libra forms a trine which is another supportive aspect with saturn the god of wealth and time, the planet of responsibility, hard work, authority, and achievement. In the fixed air signs symbolized by the water bearer and ruled by Saturn, Aquarius. So this is another supportive aspect, taking responsibility for your emotions. How can you take responsibility for your emotions, what you're feeling, and communicate what you're feeling with the community or the group context? If you're in a group and you've been feeling some things and you want to get some things off your chest, today might be the day to do that, to take responsibility for how you've been feeling and sharing that with those that 
you are connected to. And if you've been doing it the past couple of days in your more close personal relationships, it's going to be easier. Mm-hmm. You're like, you have like moved that, that communication energy. It's like starting to flow into the other areas of your life. This is bringing that detached element where you're no longer holding on to the feeling of it. And you can just recognize, yeah, I felt that way. And now I'm fine talking about it and we can move past it and... And I understand why I felt that way, and they understand why I felt that way, and now everyone's on the same page, and we can just move forward, progress. It's such a nice energy when that happens. After you, the initial discomfort, almost always you're able to kind of revisit that emotion without the emotion behind it. Like, it just feels easier to talk about, and whatever sensitivity has now worn off, and you can be logical about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. which also makes it easier to share with people that you're not as close with because you're not feeling so sensitive. Yes, that's it. Awesome. Okay, from a gift to a challenge. Friday, July 8th. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is looking- and if you want to know what Ingrid's looking at, you can subscribe to the newsletter where these drawings are shared. You don't like it, Ingrid. I knew you weren't going to like this. It's two squares. Uh this is like a double, double uncomfy. Exactly. Double uncomfy. It's a double uncomfy <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> we got Mercury again in Cancer, squaring off with Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion in Aries. And then there's Chiron in Aries, squaring off with the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Cancer. So we have these two planets in Cancer, Cardinal Water, squaring off with these two planets in Aries, Cardinal Fire. So we thought everything was detached and we were past it. And then all of a sudden it's getting riled up again. Maybe the conversations are feeling too emotional. You're feeling a little more self-assured than you should and maybe you're saying more than you should oh i was gonna say the opposite what tell me maybe you said something and now you're feel and you felt in the moment you felt good about it but now today you're kind of rethinking yeah oh no i i shared too much i'm feeling insecure i was too open i was too honest yes yes you're like the little crab outer shell is starting to be like oh no it's it's scary i want to like climb back in my little and thinking it exactly, that's the cancer energy. And thinking about that cancer energy, like going back to the past, I always fucking open my mouth at the wrong time. I always say too much. I'm just going to shut up and never talk again because I hurt someone's feelings. And I, every time I open my mouth, I end up doing that. You know, and this is the wound to self confidence. It's Chiron squaring off with the identity, the sun. It's taking a, this is a day where we're taking a hard look at the past. And where these wounds stem from, these roots, what is the origin of these uncomfortable feelings? Well, even though it looks really uncomfortable when you ask that question and we actually do the work of looking back and seeing where it came from, mm-hmm. that's how we're able to heal. So there's that, uh, the Chiron energy, the wounded healer. We can just feel the wound, but if we look into the wisdom behind the wound, then we're going to be able to come out stronger on the other side. It's not going to feel so sensitive next time. We're going to learn a lesson out of it. Hmm. Yes, that's the hope. Finger, sure. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I just, it just, I don't know. I just think about my myself and I'm like, sometimes I say things 
And maybe I'm saying it because I'm insecure. Mm -hmm. And I don't realize that's why I'm saying it. But then when I look back and I think of other times that I've been in this situation, it's definitely been because I was insecure well, and I didn't recognize it at the time. Well, there's the Mercury energy, so maybe that will be the day to connect those two dots when you're going in the past and you're you're remembering these things and, and putting all the pieces together to see that maybe you do still have that wound mm-hmm. and you, that you need to heal from. That's why this, this lesson is here. So this can be a good day of nurturing and caring for yourself and being kind to yourself and your inner child. This is a good like inner child working day. Does that make sense? Working day? A yeah. day where you work on your inner <laughs> child. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Just, you know, think of yourself as a little kid and be nice to that person. Yeah. How would you treat a child that came to you with that wound in that moment back in the day? Yes, exactly. That's it. Saturday, July 9th. The moon has now transited into Scorpio, the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign, the fixed water sign symbolized by the scorpion. And today, as it did two days ago, it aligns with Saturn again in Aquarius, except this time instead of a trine as it was on Thursday, which was supportive and felt good. Now it's squaring off with Saturn. So it's stressful. So we said some things. We've been beating ourselves up. Now we're hiding in our emotions. You know, the Scorpio moon brings a hidden nature to our emotions. It's like I'm feeling too much. You think of the scorpions. Like it got stepped on. Now it's crawling into the crack and it's rejuvenating. So this could be a day of rejuvenation, of, of uh, difficult rejuvenation, where we're having to take responsibility for what we're feeling and how our feelings are affecting those around us, the group context. And, you know, what do I need to share? Or maybe I need to just be quiet today. I, I don't know. It's... um. Well, it seems like if you said something the other day when it was in Aquarius also, maybe you were reflecting on that and maybe it didn't go how you wanted it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just see sharing in the community and then it feeling extra sensitive today where you're like, maybe you needed to say it and now things have changed and it just feels scary and you feel extra sensitive again. And yeah, you're you're retreating and even though that like, that feels scary to like kind of crawl back into your shell. Like you said, there is a time for rejuvenation there. Yes. And to remember that sometimes when we retreat into our little hideaway from the world, like that's just a normal thing that happens. And that's the time where we rebuild ourselves. Yes. But it makes me, I mean, this just makes me kind of feel sad Mm -hmm. and scared. Well, I mean, it, it can bring about maybe like an isolated feeling where you're feeling like, the whole world is against you. Nobody cares about me. If I just disappeared, nobody would care. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. I just want to, you know, I, I've got too much to deal with. I can't handle it anymore. So it will pass and try to really dig into your own magic and recognize that there's something about you that is special. And even if you don't feel it, in this moment doesn't mean that it's that that is the truth in totality it's a moment and that's it i see it also as 
not feeling like your emotions fit into the community, like you're feeling misunderstood. Mm, yes, that's a great point. So that's like that isolating energy kind of comes from that where you're just, you don't feel like the community recognizes you and now you're you're hiding out. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe I, it's also the sign of karmic bonds. So maybe you need a new community. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have the community that you need to feel supported. Yeah, so maybe it's like restructuring your surroundings in some way so that you lose some people that you're close to but you're creating space for new people that are going to be more supportive of who you are sunday july 10th ending the week on a more positive note with the sun in cancer forming a sextile supportive aspect with Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in Taurus. So you've rejuvenated on sat from Saturday, and now you're like, you know what? This is just who I am. This is who I've always been. I'm me. And me is unique to me. And that's a good thing. There are no other me's. And this is who I'm supposed to be celebrating our uniqueness exactly so how can you celebrate your individuality what makes you unique so yesterday you were feeling isolated and today instead of feeling isolated you're like celebrating that you enjoy your space the Taurus energy all of your creature comforts your home the music you're playing the food you're eating whatever you're doing in your personal space that can also be a celebration. It's like the opposite energy of yesterday of feeling like, oh, nobody's here. Nobody gets me. Okay, well, I get me and I get to do whatever the fuck I want here. And I enjoy that. Yeah, that's it. What do I like? I'm going to enjoy what I like. And that's all. That's all. And the week is enjoying myself, being kind and caring to myself and giving myself whatever it is I need so that I'm the best version of who I am to every person that comes into contact with me. And that's the week, Ingrid. Do we have quite we have questions though? One which was for you, Ingrid. Okay, we have Alana. She wants to know she says loving the podcast. Thank you, Alana. She wants to know if you could speak about Chiron and Aries, specifically those of us who have prominent placements in Aries. How might how might Chiron conjunct our placements affect us? Is that a good one? How might Chiron conjunct our placements affect us? So, well, first of all, talking about Chiron in Aries, it first moved into Aries in 2018, uh, but then it fully moved in in 2019. So Chiron is in Aries. Uh, We still have a few more years. Uh, It's going to be in Aries until 2027. So we got another five years of Chiron and Aries. This is urging us to face the wound to our self-confidence. So if you have a planet that's conjunct with the transiting Chiron, or if you have a planet that's opposite, or trine, or sextile, or squaring the transiting, it's, it's any sort of connection. It's, you know, so... This is how you look at astrology as like a puzzle. It's like a like a board game. You take this piece and you put it with that piece and and what do you get? You put take this piece with that piece and what do you get? So you got the wound and let's take Venus. 
That's relationships. So if Venus in your chart, let's say, is aspecting Chiron, then you're dealing with that wound to self-confidence because Chiron is in Aries and Aries is the sign of self-confidence. You're dealing with the wound to that self-confidence with respect to your close personal relationships. So that's the focus. If it's, let's say it's Mercury, then you're dealing with the wound to your self-confidence with regards to how you think or how you speak. So it just depends. I mean, it could be conjunct, but it really could be any aspect. It's just moving through the chart and where that Aries energy is going to connect and where the wound is going to be having like a flare up. Essentially, it could exactly. be a gift or it could be a challenge, but almost always it's it's kind of both. Yes. And it's multi-layered too. you know, to get even more complex. It's like what house is hmm. Chiron transiting through? Yeah. You know, if it's transiting through your second house then you're dealing with a wound to your self-confidence as it relates to your money and how you relate to the material. I mean, this is a perfect example of how a personal reading can get very complex. It's like you, you can look at the general statement, but if you have someone's birth chart in front of you, you're going to get very specific on how this energy is going to be affecting um, her personally. Yes. And so, but the general way to look at it is just the, it's the wound to our self-confidence and, and looking historically you know, the last time Chiron was in Aries was 1968. It actually moved into Aries the day that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated Fuck. on April 4th, 1968. And it was there until 1977. And what do we see between 1968 and 1977? We saw impeachment. We saw war. We saw... Gas prices going up. Great. Any sort <laughs> of correlation between then and now? A lot, I mean, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Shit is getting crazy. So it's really forcing us to look at our fears. What are you afraid of? And are you willing to have the courage to stand up to those fears? Okay, I have another question from Astro Hoax Lexa. She is asking, from one Aries North node and a stripper... <laughs> Now she said she's an ex-stripper to another. How are you integrating the Aries energy you're coming into with your, with old work environments? This has been a struggle for her. So I think I have a perfect example. I, there was an incident this weekend on stage. Someone like harassed me and usually the manager always backs me up. I don't really have to worry too much. Maybe there's an incident, but I think always feeling supported in my work environment. I haven't really had to like, I'll stick up for myself, but it seems to just clear itself very quickly from my energy field. But the person was harassing me. I got off stage. I told the manager who was there, who was kind of witnessing it, who didn't do anything. And mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, excuse me. This person just harassed me on stage. And normally my regular manager would just kick the person out. They would be done. That's enough. I would say my thing and it would just be gone. He walks over to him. He starts talking to him. And I don't speak Spanish, but I know enough Spanish to know that the guy was basically just saying that I was a liar. The manager went and sat back down and didn't say anything to me. And I was like, are you going to tell me what happened? Which was very uncomfortable for me because I felt like the wound to my self-confidence was already taking a hit from this stranger harassing me. Then my manager's there not really giving me the feedback that I would like, you know, making me feel secure and safe. Yeah. So then I had to confront him and I'm like, Hey, what, 
is going on here? What did you, what did you say to him? He's like, oh, I told him he can't do that anymore. And I was like, okay. So he's get to sit down back with his friends and enjoy his night. I could hear what he said. And he said, I'm a liar. And now he still just gets to hang out. I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Which was very uncomfortable to me to confront my manager. Yeah. To be like, that's not enough for me. Exactly. I don't feel good. So? So then he's like, oh, well, we have to talk to the other manager. I'm like, okay, well, let's go. Because he, he started walking away and I just started walking right in front of him. I was like, okay, we'll both go talk to him because mm-hmm. now I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like somebody like stabbed me in like that, yeah. my wound and I'm not getting any support. So we walk in there and he's like, oh, he's talking to the owner. So we're going to have to just wait till he's done. I'm like, oh no, that's perfect. The owner loves me. So I'm going to, I'll just wait right here. Yeah. And he was like, I could tell he wanted to just go back to work and mm-hmm. he was feeling very awkward about the whole thing mm-hmm. and didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, I'll wait. So we wait for them and the manager hears what happens and he goes and talks to the guy and it looked like a very peaceful conversation, but he kicked him out. Yeah. And then he walked over and didn't say anything to me either. And I was, I told him the same thing. I'm like, excuse me, I'm the one who's having the issue and no one's telling me what's going on. So I told the first person they didn't really do anything about it. Now I'm telling the second person, I see the guy left, but like, are you going to address me or what? Yeah, yeah. So just, it kind of like sparked this fire in me Uh where even though it felt like the most uncomfortable thing to me, I'm confronting both of like the upper management to Mm -hmm. support me. And when I did, he he came at me and was just so apologetic. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like this person is kind of new and they didn't know that they could just kick them out they felt like they needed to come to me and i'm sorry that happened to Mm -hmm. you like well i think i also said something like no one's even apologizing for what happened (laughs) and i like i still i still don't feel good over here though like that's your the reason i work here i drive far to come to this job is because i always feel supported and safe and i don't feel either of those things Mm. which that's very vulnerable on my part i feel like i just spilled it all out there yeah and he was just like we value you so much you never have any issues. We want, we obviously want to make you feel secure and safe. That's what our job is here. Like mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to talk to the other guy and make sure he knows Good. that if anything like this happens again, that he has the power to take care of it. He never has to come talk to me if this is the issue, because this was like, it's not okay that it happened to you. And we definitely want to make you feel good. We appreciate you. And yeah. then the other manager came up to me before I left and he apologized to me and Good. said, I'm really sorry that happened. We definitely don't want to make you feel that way. Yeah. So me having my self-confidence kind of like destroyed forced me to stick up for myself. And then both of the management people in management came to me and apologized. And then a bunch of the girls there, which has happened so many times now, because I'm the only one that sticks up for myself. They were like, oh my God, thank God that guy got kicked out. He never spends any money at the club and he's always touching girls oh my God. without their permission. And then even his friend apologized to me and was like, I'm always telling him you have to ask the girls before you ever touch them. Mm-hmm. Like, and so then everyone in the club was just like, Oh my God, thank God you said something. No one ever says anything and nobody likes it. And that was just me setting an example for everyone else that we're allowed to take up space and we're allowed to have our opinion, even though it's uncomfortable for us. I think it inspires everybody to take control of their lives and their personal space and stick up for themselves. This is such a, great example of the north node and south node and how they work together because as a south node in libra (laughs) you wanted to be peaceful 
and you, you want everyone to get along and, and be, you know, and just like, but the thing is, is the more that you try to be the people pleaser, the more fucked up it gets. So you have to stand in your power and get in that uncomfortable position and say, no, that's not okay. And by doing that, you pleased everybody. You know, everyone was, it, it, it got back to harmony. All the other girls are like, thank God, Ingrid. I'm so glad you said something, you know? And so, I mean, when you're in that vulnerable position and someone is harassing you, it is very uncomfortable because everybody is watching you, mm-hmm. watching your reaction. Yeah. And it's like, do you make a big scene? Cause then sometimes you look insane. Yeah. And what if you don't get supported, which I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then you look even more insane mm-hmm. and then someone's calling you a liar and you're still not getting support. And I was like, you know what? I am demanding it. I was like, I'm just going to go home. If this isn't resolved, I was like, I'm just leaving. Yeah. I know that I'm a valued employee mm-hmm. and you know, maybe this person doesn't know how it works, but like, I'm not going to just let this go. Cause I, I could, but I felt worse about not being supported than I did about the harassment. Exactly. That was much more important to me to feel like someone understood me and was going to stand up for me. And what you did, though, is you you went about it very gracefully. You know, you're in a, a really tough position. I mean, you're like naked in a place with a bunch of dudes and some guy is harassing you and you try to talk to your management, which is supposed to support and protect you, and they're falling short and then you had to stand up for yourself, but you did it in a graceful way. And you not only got that guy kicked out, but you created more harmony in the workplace. So you ended up getting that South Node desire by stepping into that uncomfortable place of having to stand up for yourself in an extremely vulnerable position to people that are in authority over you at your workplace. Well, sometimes when you speak up for yourself and then if it didn't end up going well in the end, it's like, well, maybe I don't have job security. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be really scary to kind of upset the apple cart. But like the alternative was like, really wasn't an option. I was starting to think like, well, if this doesn't re- get resolved, now I'm regretting not just like kicking this guy in the head on stage and making a big fucking scene. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, the reason I don't do that is because the staff supports me and I don't have to, I don't need to upset the whole room. Mm -hmm. I want people to come back here. I want people to spend money. I want people to have fun. And when we we solve the issue without having a big scene, Mm -hmm. it's better for everybody there. It keeps the harmony. It's, it's like the support in the background instead of me having to, you know, get to the, a a breaking point because I haven't said anything. I don't want to have to get to that. Well, I think it all boiled down to your self love and your self respect You're like, I don't need to kick this guy in the head. I'm going to go talk to the manager. He's not going to do anything. I'll go talk to the other manager. I'll talk to the owner. And if they're not going to do what I want them to do, which is fair to me, then I'm going to leave because I don't need to be in a place where people are disrespecting me. I deserve better than that. I went and sat like in the the private booths in the back by myself where it's like dark and quiet. No one was back there afterwards. And I was like, do I want to stick out the rest of my shift? Or not, because mm-hmm. it was the middle of my shift. I could have just, I mean, you're not supposed to, but I was like, I think I might just leave. I've just really had enough of this and no one had really apologized to me yet. Mm-hmm. And I went back out and I was just thinking maybe I should go home because that's what would probably feel good. And then everyone came around and apologized to me. And then I was like, okay, I got, I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. 
And that also gave me the confidence because I was thinking, do I leave in the middle of my shift? Am I going to get like fired or something if I just walk out? But then I thought, you know what? I'm really good at my job and I can go to any other club and immediately get hired. Mm-hmm. I felt like somehow it was a boost to my self-confidence and realizing I am worth it and I don't have to put up with this and I'll just go get another job somewhere else if this if I'm not going to get treated how I should. Exactly. How I should be. Good. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ingrid. And thank you to who, who asked that question? Uh, Astro Hoax Lexa. Yeah. Thank you, Astro Hoax Lexa, for that question. Thank you, Ingrid, for your for sharing that story. Yeah. I hope that's uh, helpful to the listeners. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. It's a great example of how to stand up for yourself. And it's so important for those Aries North Node folks like yourself. It's very difficult. But yeah, it was very, the whole experience felt very unsettling, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was, I felt compelled to make that happen Good in the most peaceful way possible with, without backing down. And I don't usually have that energy. So since I'm usually peaceful, everybody listened and was accommodating. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think just, you know, being Aries is about being direct you know, charging ahead, not thinking too much. Mm-hmm. I didn't overthink it. I just said what was on my mind and then I let it fall where it may. And I didn't get overly emotional. I was definitely emotional, but I wasn't screaming. Right. It was like, yeah. You were contained. Mm-hmm. It was like a laser beam instead of an explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I handled it pretty professionally. Amazing. And I got what I wanted. So good. Well, thank you again, Ingrid. Thank you to all of our listeners so much we will see you all next week see you next week thank you for listening to the weekly transit follow us on instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy if this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully please subscribe rate us five stars and share with your friends if you're ready to go deeper book a personal reading with scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com Transit, 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 transit.